Hey guys, welcome to Turn Em Loose, a podcast about bird dogs and bird hunting. Uh, before we get started, I just want to remind you to go ahead and like it and subscribe and share. Uh, if you subscribe, then you'll be able to get the new episodes as they come out and you won't have to go searching. Well, let's get right to it. Hey guys, I'm excited to be working with a new sponsor. It's Electronic Shooters Protection, or ESP for short. Their website is ESPAmerica.com. And they supply custom earplugs for for, uh, shooters, shooting. So that'll, uh, it's just right up our alley as bird hunters. Uh, We've got, uh, a lot of us have hearing damage from just throughout the years, and also from our jobs outside of bird hunting, I guess. Mine was a pilot, and I was around jets all my life, and and I think that probably contributed to some of the problems I'm having today. I just had a ear test done or a hearing test done. And a uh, dog came out and said, you know, I'm surprised you can function. Everything's out of the normal range. And I said, what? So, yeah, apparently I got some hearing problems. But these custom earpieces that you get back from ESP, uh, of course, are custom fit for all-day comfort. But they block out uh, the noises like gunfire and... Uh, that cause noise-induced hearing loss, but you'll be able to hear sounds that give you an advantage in the field. For example, birds flushing. And I laughed because I was in a field trial the other day, and a bird flushed up at my feet uh, underneath my right ear, unfortunately. And the only reason I knew it left is because my bird dog (laughs) went after it. Uh, Luckily, I was able to turn around and shoot the bird, but, uh, you know, it's bad. Also, all these, uh, the plugs are waterproof, and uh, they will they will adjust for the uh, environmental conditions too. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I'm going to have to read about it a little bit. The the model I'm getting is the Stealth model, and uh, they actually can be programmed to meet my hearing needs, which is why I sent a copy of my hearing test uh, in with the molds that I had made for my ear. So when I get a little bit more, I'll uh, let you know more about it. But um, ESPAmerica.com. Thanks. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Jim McCann in Alaska. Yeah, well, yeah, but, uh, I never yeah, scared they, 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 they flock up, uh, but like now, uh, right now, where I go, uh, you know, the, the rock tarming, and they're in that breeding mode. And I, I only want to shoot males, poor guys, you know, they always catch it. But, uh, uh, but they will, they will be alone and they will stake out an area, a territory and defend it. And they're the ones that get shot because if my dogs find them and, and it's easy to tell because not only are they alone, but they're masked. You know, and they have that black mask that goes from the, okay. uh, the the back of their beak across their eyes and just behind their eyes. And and then at that time, you might even see the red icon. So you know they're a male, and so they're good to shoot. So if I can jockey around and and, uh, and get close enough before they flush, then those I take. But otherwise, right now, those rock ptarmigan in groups are mostly hens with a few juvenile males tucked in there. But I pretty yeah. much leave them alone. While you were talking about that, I saw because I saw a picture of a ptarmigan on your Facebook page. I, I yeah. just scanned down to it, and I guess that's a female because she does not have the mask. 
And uh, yeah, yeah, all that one running, yeah, that, yeah, there was there was like three or four of them there. I got a few more shots of them too. Today. They didn't want anything to do with me. <laughs> yeah, I encourage they do run a lot. Yeah, I encourage anybody that's listening here to go to Jim McCann on Facebook, and yeah, I mean the photographs are amazing, especially that one of that uh, sharp tail. Oh, he's a bad boy. <laughs> he's all he's all oh, bent over the things out. He's looking like I'm gonna kick your butt. <laughs> that was a pretty interesting morning. It's a you know, and I'm 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 a long ways from home, you know, and I and I camp out and uh on a, my usual lek, for some reason there hadn't been any birds just this year. There were no birds there. Every year I go there and photograph and, and I was gonna do some more video of shark tails this year and and I I just spent lonely times in my blind and nothing. So I, I moved and I went further up into this area, and and I I found another lake that I didn't really know about before. I had a sense that there was one nearby, but I didn't have a blind or anything. And I saw where these, and it was still dark. It wasn't even quite daylight yet. So I I thought, well, my motto has always been nothing ventured, nothing gained. So I'm going to just try and go inch by inch and get out there near them as close as I can to them. And and I and I move them a little bit, but. They want to come back to where I'm at, so right. I move. Yeah. I move an inch at a time. And people ask me all the time, "How do you get so close?" Well, I, I lift my tripod, and my heavy 500 millimeter lens, and I just kind of put it out in front of me, and then I move up just one little inch at a time, and, and uh, usually freezing my backside off at that time in the morning. But the next thing I, you know, the sun was just starting to peak up over the distant mountains, and. They were there, and, and you know, guys, you know, there's a yeah. couple of, there was a handful of girls around, and uh, they'll, uh, they don't care about the, the danger of, of me, you know, standing there with this big camera and lens and everything, and, oh, they, yeah, uh, you at all, they, do they? Yeah. Yeah, no, they don't. They want to breed, and, and that one, I actually have quite a few shots that were, <laughs> I was, I was leaning back because he was too close. Uh, I, I just couldn't <laughs> focus close enough with the lenses I had, and yeah, it was crazy. And he flew at me several times too. Oh, he was the first one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but, uh, I photographed chickens last. Yeah. Well, this this time last year, it was in uh, Nebraska, and we had a game uh, guy take us out and put us on a lek in these. And uh, he said, uh, "I said, well, are we going to be too close?" And he goes, "Randy, he said, don't worry about it." These birds are here for one reason, and you ain't yeah. it. They're going to – and sure enough, we were out there. I mean, it was zero degrees and blowing, <laughs> and uh, they all came in, and they all started doing – I got pictures of them, videos of them fighting. I mean, they're 15 feet from me, and I'm just oh, yeah. I'm taking these pictures. And uh, all of a sudden – or suddenly, I just looked up, and they were – they all took off. And the guy in the yeah. line next to me says, uh, is that it? Are they gone? And I said, let's just give them a couple more minutes. And here they came back. They all came back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, finally it was so cold that I was so uncomfortable. I was kind of hoping it for it to be over. And, uh, yeah. you know, it ended about <laughs> 10 o'clock that morning and then they, they all just took wow. off and didn't come back. But that's, it, that's late it, because generally yeah. not too long after sunup, you know, it, it, they slammed the door shut just all, all of a sudden automatically. Uh-huh. Somebody, I don't know what they said or did, but all of a sudden they will disperse and most of them you know, will just fly off in different places and, and then sometimes I have one or two of them stay stay nearby and get up in a willow and eat a little bit or something. And yeah, but yeah, they slammed the door shut pretty. Yeah, I'll have those uh, 
those government lecks like they have in a lot of places. I got to kind of make my own deal there, but I, uh, I have an old, my own close range story is that I, when I found this one lek, I did a lot of it just using my investigative skills. You know, I just thought, oh, that should be a good place. And I just kind of walked around in circles and looking for a sign. And I started finding, uh, uh, feathers and droppings and oh, so it's all around in this little patch of grass so let's see so then i set up the my blind for a photographer's advantage and i thought yep right here i'm gonna just put it right here you know and i thought oh, yeah but if they're way over there that's gonna have to ah, it's too far nah. no i'm gonna put it right here and then the next morning i'm out there before way before daylight and uh it was it was pitch dark and I remember, and I'm a long ways from any place. <laughs> Actually, I'm down by the Canadian border almost. And uh, I was walking through this grass and brush, and and all of a sudden, I mean, there was sharp tusks flushing all around me, and it scared the bejeebers out of me, I tell you. And, and I ain't scared of nothing. But uh, I went over to my blind, and they all came back. And for most of the rest of the day, they were huddled around my blind. They were doing whatever. They were banging <laughs> into my blind. Uh, I opened a little flap down at the bottom, and I could have grabbed a shark tail just laying right there. It was just – I, I couldn't believe it. And oh, wow. and afterwards, you know, I, I did get some good photographs of those that did get out far enough for me to photograph them, but I, I kicked myself then because I thought, you should have recorded all the voices, and I didn't. But So do they the make – the, the chickens make that booming noise, you know, that uh-huh. like that. You know, they, you hear it a long ways away. Do the shark tails make a, a, a noise similar to that, or do they have? Oh, they, they, oh, they make. Matter of fact, I just did this not too long ago. Every once in a while, I, I, I did a little video segment, and I didn't have much. That's why this last year I wanted to set up my blind and do more on video, but uh, to do a better job with in editing this video. But um, I, I did put together a video with a lot of uh, a lot of still photographs in it too but I mostly I, I recorded the sound too that is even if you didn't watch the video you can just listen to it it's just mesmerizing it's awesome cool and I think I'll put that on Facebook again here pretty quickly I've, I've got it on my website I guess if people wanted to look at it there I never tried looking at it there but I, it is there on my website what's, McCann, what's your website outdoors. address uh, Jim McCann it's just Jim McCann Outdoors.com. Okay. Jim McCann Outdoors.com. Right. Yeah. But I think I'll put that on Facebook again here pretty quickly. And, uh, but it's, it's just amazing. And, and, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd always worried about the, I'm not a videographer, but I, I take a stab at it at times, but right. a little trick I use now for the sound. And, and I, I, I have my microphones out in the field. And run a line back to me so I can, uh, I can record them with road, uh, microphones now. So it's, uh, oh, cool. Uh, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it's just, I, I wouldn't even know how to describe what they do, but it's, it's a, it's quite the, quite the chortling and singing and raspy uh-huh. sounds that they make. It's pretty cool. Well, I was talking to a, uh, Wyoming, a retired Wyoming game warden. Uh, I made friends with a South Dakota game warden. Uh, after he checked me up there this year, and we started talking <laughs> about bird hunting, and I helped him, I helped him uh, in his quest to shoot blue quail, and uh, I said I think I can help you out with that, and uh, so we became friends, and then 
he took he went when he was out hunting blue quail uh, down in New Mexico. Um, he took his retired friend from Wyoming with him. So I'm down there. I'm calling him on the phone, asking how it's going and everything. And and I said, ask your your friend. Uh, I'd like to see a sage grouse lek. And uh, mm-hmm. ask your friend if he knows who who's the guru in Wyoming. And it turns out that that was the guy. <laughs> so uh-huh. so uh, I can't go cool. this year, but uh, I do want to do a sage grouse lek as well because apparently that's just the show. You know, yeah. I mean, that is really the yeah. show. So. Me too. I I had a, a guy that I befriended, and it's it's the small world that we bird hunters are in, you know, and fly fishers, uh-huh. you know. It's in Facebook. It was a uh, uh, John Staley from uh, Wyoming and. And he was up here in Alaska, and we didn't get to do much together because his truck broke down, and I mean, really broke down. He had to buy a new one, but but I, I helped him a little bit, and then had him over the house for dinner and whatnot, and we'd become at least uh, more Facebook friends. But uh, yeah, he's got sage grouse all over down there lecking, and I might just go down there one of these days and do that. But that name sounds hard. familiar. He's not retired, is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I forget what John insane. does, but uh, but he's on Facebook. He's one of our group there. He's yeah, That's you'll cool. see his posts now and then. And uh, but it, again, it, it's hard for me to leave here though. It's like I just went through a dull time, you know, when it's it was cold and windy and you know, and I, everybody's saying, well, I did a little hunting, but I didn't do much and I didn't take any photographs because it, it was just ugly. Yeah. And you know, and then, like you, I, I shoot a lot of birds, you know. And I get to the point where you know, I don't really want to shoot another one right now, you know. I'm, I got so many birds in the freezer that uh, uh, what I do is uh, people always ask me. I, I'm giving them, I give birds away all the time, all the time to anybody that wants them. But sometimes I get so many of them in there that I take them down to the meat processor and uh, I've taken to having them made out of into uh, uh, summer sausage and uh, pepperoni, or what I call. <laughs> I call tarrouseroni because it's ptarmigan, grouse, and uh, it's rough grouse, sharp-tailed grouse, and ptarmigan all blended together. But uh, <laughs> oh, actually, it sounds delicious. Yeah, it actually is pretty good, you know. And I, and I carry those pepperoni sticks with me in my in my game vest when I'm out there hunting birds, you know. So I'm kind of uh-huh. eat, eating of the flesh as I as I hunt and take more. But uh, 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 well, no, uh, I can't talk to anybody in Alaska without asking about bears. So tell me about what oh, you do yeah. about bears. Well, actually, the the short answer is that I like bears. Uh, uh-huh. People, not so much. But uh, you know, people are more dangerous than bears are. And, I, and I've just been around them, photographing them. Uh, you know, and I, I hesitate to tell people to answer people's questions on the internet when they see my bear photographs and they say, how close were you? Uh, well, uh, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close can often be 10 yards. <laughs> oh my God. I, you know, yeah. I've been around a lot of bears. I mean, uh, I've been lucky. I, um, I try to be smart. Uh, if I see a lot of, you know, bear sign, uh, then I, I try and stay away from the area. Um, one time, Oh boy, my buddy. Oh buddy. He, uh, he went, I, he was, I was working a trail down off of a, a remote road. I mean, I'm your I'm dog, right? Ways. Yeah, I'm your dog. Me yeah. and Buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddy the Brittany, yeah. Big, big Brittany, but such a hunting fool, but, uh, we were a long ways out of town. 
I mean, I don't know, 60 miles down this remote road. And then I went down a trail that I'd never been on before. And it was down into a burn area. So I was looking for shark tails. And I must have been a mile or so down into that valley. I'm all by myself, of course. I always am. But, uh, and Buddy goes on point up around the corner. And I'd seen bear sign. I saw some grizzly scat and whatnot. And I thought, yeah, you know, yeah, what's fresh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was. I thought it was kind of fresh. Well, that bear was right down around the corner on a moose kill. Ooh. And and Buddy was like, all of a sudden he starts barking, and you know, <laughs> and uh, so I, he ain't, he's not pointing birds. And then, so I looked down there, and you know it had been kind of sunshiny. And I, I swear, I don't know where it came from, but all of a sudden there was a huge black cloud above me, and it it started it burst open and started pouring on me. I'm getting wet. It was at a time when when my Arietta 16 gauge was brand new, and I mean, don't get my gun wet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and now I got a grizzly down there and then, uh, and Buddy came running right back to my side. Of course. And that, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, and that grizzly did not want to leave his, his meal though and just tore up the brush down there. And I had backed up on a little hill, a little knoll. And, uh, I, I held two shot shells in my in between my fingers and I hollered a bunch of cuss words at him and said, If we're gonna do this, let's do it now. And he stayed there and then finally Buddy and I just kinda of backed on out of there and I thought, Oh boy. But and then again one other time, uh, just up in the mountains and that was Buddy again too. I had another dog, but uh but Buddy went over and the wind was wrong, but he's such a hunter, he knew. He snuck around the line of alders. He knew something was going on in there. And right in front of him, right in front of him, walks out a oh, a beautiful silver tip grizzly. And it was fall, the magenta color of the tundra, you know, a few yellow aspens around, some green spruce. It was a beautiful scene, mountains all around. And the wind was blowing enough, and it was just like waves going through that grizzly's hide, you know, and just. It was a gorgeous sight, but that grizzly just looked at us like, yeah, whatever, and <laughs> walked away. And so uh, I don't, I don't worry about them too much. I try to be smart. I, I worry about them more in camp than anything else. And uh, yeah, just try and keep a clean camp. And uh, I've, I've had pretty good success. I, you know, the more I have to talk about this and write about it over the years, I, it just worries me that I'm going to be found inside some grizzly one of these days but uh yeah yeah they'll be looking at grizzly scat and they'll see uh something <laughs> yeah down there it's part of jim mccann well, down there uh, so. well i've i've had to do that for other people so uh yeah I, oh I've my got harrowing stories about that yeah yeah oh. <laughs> so <laughs> you talked about story <laughs> you do you carry a uh, bear spray or a pistol or anything like that i i don't carry bear spray i'm i'm not against it uh you know, I, I give it to all my women here, you know, and my wife and daughter, I make sure that they have it. And, and uh, of course, there's a funny story about that, too, you know. That, uh, well, I guess I better tell you. I better tell the world about it. You know, she deserves it. But uh, my daughter was learning to to do Northern Lights, Aurora photographs. Uh, and uh, but I didn't want to go out with her one night. And I said, no, I'm too lazy tonight. It's i got to get my sleep. And. So it's going to be good, Dad. So Mom decided, well, you're not going out into the darkness out of town by yourself, so I'll go with you. So uh, my daughter goes out and gets in her truck, and 
waiting for mom, and mom went and found her bear spray. Now, it's in the middle of winter. She's My wife's not a student of uh, wildlife, so she doesn't realize that the bears are sleeping. Uh, uh-huh. you, should, you should be carrying a weapon for people. Uh-huh. But, uh, so she went and got uh, my daughter's can of bear spray that was in her bedroom, and I had I was in bed, but uh, and I'd been having a real bad sinus problem. I mean, really bad. Been to the docs a couple of times, having a hard time breathing, and then all of a sudden, I started choking. My wife had in the dark as she's hurrying to go catch up to my daughter in the house, uh, pushes that button. And, oh. and squirted, and squirted that bear spray in my house and it nearly killed me. They were going to take me to the hospital. <laughs> oh no. So, wow. That's, that's, that's my experience with bear spray. Oh gosh. Oh. oh, it's nasty, but I guess it works. But they say it's more effective I'm, than anything. Yeah, that's what they uh, tell you, but I don't know. I don't know. I used to teach a class in that stuff too, you know, in bear safety, but I, you know, I, I don't know. It, yeah, it, it wouldn't hurt to have both, I guess, but oftentimes uh, it depends on where I'm going. Um, if I'm up in the mountains and you know, that's where grizzlies live, that's where I see them a lot. So I I may have a 44 mag revolver on my left hip uh, in a cross draw holster or or in a uh, a chest holster. Uh, I might I might have that on. I always have it with me. Uh, whether I'm wearing it or not, I don't know. Otherwise, I've got that shotgun, and that's all I've got. Yeah. But, uh, well, you know, I've been, we've been uh, I've been keeping up with uh, the bear encounters in Montana and Wyoming, and yeah. And uh, I had I had the neck my hair go up in the back of my neck two years ago when I was up there to go fishing. Uh, I stopped grouse hunting and I went in the mountains to go fish in the front range, and hair stood up in the back of my neck, and I left. I turned around and left. I didn't fish. Yeah, uh, I, went, I went back to went out on back out on the prairie, but uh, that year, uh, a uh, bear biologist, a female, was in the creek that I wanted to yeah. fish, and she was attacked and never even heard the bear coming because she was standing in the middle of the river, or the creek, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I just it's that, probably just that's probably just me. I'm not, probably just a wuss, but I, I didn't. No, I don't know. The, the not hearing really bothers me because I can't hear anything anymore. I don't know if it was machine guns, hand grenades, uh, super cubs, uh, you know, hel- helicopter engines. I don't know what it was. Maybe my wife hollering in my ear. I don't know. But I can't hear much out of my left ear, and I don't hear much anymore. But uh, and that even when my dogs come running up on me anymore, I'm I'm kind of hardened to it now because after 1,500 times of being scared, they're scared out of your gourd. You know they they. I just get used to it, but that not hearing it, that's, yeah, that, that's, that's scary, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, a couple of years ago, as uh, I'm fishing my home water, and I'm, it's a nice little creek. It's, I'm, I'm about 50 miles up, up the road on this creek where there's not a lot of people around, and I'm back in the woods, and I'm wading down the stream, and, and I'm casting dry flies to grayling and having a great day, you know, and, I actually was reminiscing about a time when I was a trooper, not too far from there, where I had to had to go up a river, and uh, it's a strange uh, disappearance of of, of a, one of a group of miners up in there. They were up there placer mining, trying to find some gold in one of those creeks. And, and uh, anyhow, I'd gone up there and and found well, I found what I 
I found the remains of that guy and had to trail through the brush looking for some more of his belongings and remains. And, you know, after I saw the pile, the pile of uh, scat with his, uh, part of his denim jeans and his wallet and a few other things, I, you know, I skedaddled on out of there. But, uh, I was thinking your, about Your that. investigative mind came up with a, with a solution to that problem, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you figured I, that out. I, 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 I found his ID and I found his lower mandible and I decided I got enough here. But oh uh, I know who yeah. I know who ate him. I don't know exactly who murdered him. But anyhow, I was thinking about that case and I'm standing knee deep in the river and I can't hear anyhow. And I swear, this is about two, three years ago now. I don't know where this dog came from. Somebody must have just dropped him off or something. He was many, many miles. I mean, a long ways from where the first cabin of any kind and. But he came storming out of the woods and out onto the gravel bar and dove into the water right next to me. A giant black dog. Oh, I about <laughs> died. <laughs> I mean, and, and when I'm fishing, I've always got my, my 44 revolver, my 44 Magnum revolver underneath my waders, you know, in a chest uh, holster. But I couldn't have got to it if I had to. But... uh so, I don't know, bears are pretty nice if you just try and be smart around them. I haven't, uh, in all the decades I've been here, almost 50 years now, and I haven't been eaten yet, but I'll be <laughs> photographing them as they come out of uh, hibernation here pretty quickly in late April, early May. I'll be down in the mountains and looking for them to photograph them. It's a good well, time you probably, to photograph them. Yeah, you're too old and stringy anyway. You probably wouldn't taste too good that, to them. That's so. probably it. That's probably yeah. it. Yeah. I've been going to the gym every day, five days a week anyhow, you know, and running and lifting weights and everything and losing weights and so there ain't much on me anymore. So I yeah. I'll just I just uh, if I can I'll take some I'll take some fat guy with me, you know, to uh-huh. just run and let him just outrun him, that's all you gotta do, right? Yeah. That's, that's, so that's what they say. That's yeah. what they say. So you <laughs> talked about what type of gun do you normally hunt with? What gauge? You said sixteen gauge on your other gun. Uh, yeah. that's typically what well, you shoot. Yeah, you know, I, I I learned again about that from, from the, the famous people, you know, Bert Spiller and all them guys, you know, and and I, I and then when it came time to pick out a gun for my brother for his birthday, my dad took me because I'm I was the guy that always researched all this stuff and he didn't know anything about it. He was a New York cop and all he knew about it was, was thirty eight specials and that sort of stuff. But uh-huh. so I took and I and I I picked out a sixteen gauge for my brother because that's what everybody seemed to say was the greatest and uh but when it came time for me i he didn't have the money for the 16 gauge so he bought me a really cheap old 20 gauge but when i had the opportunity i i, I bought that that side-by-side uh, arietta and oh god it's a wand uh skeet one skeet two and that's about all i need and one ounce of hard shot seven and a half and so i'm good to go for just about everything uh-huh but having said that, though, for for a long time, that's all I hunted with. But I, you know, I, a guy can't just have one gun, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I, I accumulated a few others, and then I remember when Connecticut Shotgun first came out with that RBL twenty. I thought I don't need that gun, but I really want one because it's an American maker. I want to support this guy. Uh-huh. Well, I waited. I waited too long, and the they were they didn't make any more for a while. I knew how that was going to go, though. I know business enough to realize that they're going to come back with the 20 gauge. It's just not going to be the launch version or whatever. 
but they came out with a 28 gauge. Ah. And I and I'd been I've read all of Macintosh, and then he and I've been talking, uh, communicating back and forth about it, you know. And he said, "You ought to try that." Uh, and I I was working another job after retirement, making a boatload of money, so I decided, uh, yeah, build one of those 28 gauges for me with exhibition wood on it. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. And that it was it was a wand, but I thought I'll never be able to hit anything with this gun. <laughs> it's too light. And uh, then, of course, they, they came back with the 20-gauge, and I bought one of those. <laughs> and I hardly ever – I've hardly hunted with that 20-gauge. I don't – I don't. I think maybe three times, and I'm going to force myself to do it this year. Uh-huh. But I started carrying that 28-gauge. And, I, it, you know, the, the stock is a little bit shorter than it should be for me, but uh, I, I don't miss very often with it. I, I – you know, I took doubles with rough grouse. Uh, I always take doubles on sharp tails with it. I mean, why carry anything else? So I've been carrying a 20 inch bar- 28 inch barrel, uh, 28 gauge RBL 28. Wow. And I do it a lot. Sweet. But, uh, that is sweet. But tomorrow, tomorrow I'll, uh, I'm, I'm going to carry because I'm going to carry a Merkel 16 gauge side by side. It's, uh, my other favorite 16 gauge and uh, it's a it's a nice gun and the left the chokes tighter because these ptarmigan uh you know they're they can be they can be hard on you you've you worked your dogs are up there you're pointing i got dogs pointing on both sides of the valley you know and i make a decision who i'm going to and then when you get up there the birds they better run out on you um my i've been saying for years that to fly is to die uh-huh. People say our tar- our ptarmigan are dumb. You know they're not dumb. Uh, all day, all night, they're they're easily getting away from mammals, just by running or or gently flushing away a little ways, and uh, they don't want to fly because uh, peregrine falcons will take them out in a heartbeat, and yeah. deer falcons, and I've I've seen it, and uh, they do not want to fly. So uh, I have to outflank them and. Do do special things to get them to flush, and then when they do, sometimes they're way out there. So I'll, I'll carry the Merkle tomorrow and uh, be able to reach out a little bit more. But oh man, well I'll yeah I'll think about you up there hunting tomorrow. <laughs> I'll probably be cutting grass or something equally as exciting down oh, here. Oh, I don't want cutting grass. Oh gee. <laughs> well, listen, Jim. I guess we've come to the end of our time, and you know I really okay. appreciate it. Uh, so. Uh, I encourage people to look at your book. I, I really enjoyed that. I know you have other ones out there, and they can search by author. But uh, I really did enjoy that Upland Hunting in Alaska yep. book that you wrote, and uh, oh, that really got that really got me thinking about Alaska and stuff. And so, well, it it, it really is the last great place. I mean, there, you'll have better you have better hunting at times, like you talked about your quail hunting, uh, having forty one points in a day. That that's hard to beat. But you know, I I just don't I don't have crowds to contend with. Um, I mean, uh, there's just plenty of space to go, and uh, and it's the other things too. You know, the the wildlife that you see, the, but even the danger from grizzlies. I mean, I I enjoy it actually. I like I like living on that edge, and uh, yeah, and and we got plenty of birds. I mean, I I shoot a lot of birds more than perhaps I should, but uh, so it's it's not like I want for for targets. Um, yeah, and rough grouse. I mean this. This is the farthest north rough grouse. They, uh, they've 
They've come all the way across this country and filtered into Alaska along the uh, Yukon and Tanana rivers. And I always know that when uh, if if they build and or otherwise ruin my coverts along the roads and highways and whatever, then they won't during my lifetime. But if they do, uh, you hit the rivers. The rivers are are rife with with rough grass and. Uh-huh. So a guy could just lose himself doing that still. And, uh, oh my goodness, that sounds so good. <laughs> so, yeah, and uh, so I, got I keep telling, good here, but. I keep telling BJ, I said, I said my dream is to take the camper and drive up there and start there in August or September. Yep, and then yep. just and just hunt all the way down to Canada. Yep, you know, and uh, I'm not Canada, Mexico. Yeah, only Canada, and only hunt all the way down to Mexico. And finish it up around February. Um, yeah. Of course, that'd be a very expensive trip because I'd have to divide all my assets uh, when <laughs> I got back. But uh, but anyway, that's I've always well, thought about I, it. It's just one of those things that's not practical, but it'd be it's fun to think about anyway. Well, I'm going to do something like that anyhow. I was going to do it this year, but uh, but my daughter. Uh, went to a different school to finish out her college and uh, and I had just had to stick behind but I my my intention was to drive out of here during an ugly time of year really and a dangerous time of year to have to drive all the way to lower 48 and 50 below in Canada but uh, I think the dogs and I'll just kind of hunker down and get through that stuff as quick as we can and get across the border into America and uh, I know visit some folks, but uh, along the way, but make my way down to Arizona and do some quail hunting. I've never hunted oh, quail. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I see all you guys running around there in New Mexico, and and my son lives in Scottsdale, so. Uh, oh, there you go. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. So I, hopefully this winter, I'll, I'm going to do that. I'm going to after I tie everything up here for for winter, I'm just going to get in the truck and load them dogs up and. Hopefully get through some good weather if we can to get down to the lower 48 and do just that. Wow. Well, and then come home. Right. Yeah. Then come oh, home yeah. and hunt ptarmigan. Drive And drive home 5,000 miles or whatever it is. There. Oh, I know. I know. But I don't want to fly them. I just I, too I don't blame you. I don't blame yeah. you. Well, all right, Jim. I, I appreciate it. And, uh and uh, I'll be yeah. talking with you later. Thank you very much. Okay. Well, that's it, my friends, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I am always looking for suggestions. And you can leave a message on the Anchor app, and it will come directly to me. Or you can go to my blog, abirdhunterstoughts.com, and leave a message there. Or you can go to Facebook, and my page is abirdhunterstoughts.com, dash, turn them loose. Any one of those ways, you can leave me a message, and uh, I'll get it. And uh, I'll probably read some of the comments on the air later on. Got a book coming out. It's called Endless October. It'll be on Amazon. Uh, Paperback will be out shortly. And a Kindle edition just a little bit after that. And don't forget to try and be the man your bird dog thinks you are. Happy hunting.